Welcome back to the Homestead Connection Podcast. It's Kylie, Brenna, and Molly, and we're here today to talk a little bit about Christmas. We came out of Thanksgiving. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving season, and of course, Christmas is on the horizon and all over, whatever, TV, Instagram, commercials, the radio, it's just everywhere. And so I know we're all getting into that Christmas spirit, preparing for the holiday ahead, and trying to enjoy this season. And so we thought we would just chat with you guys a little bit about what we're doing this Christmas season. I almost said Thanksgiving season, but we're doing this Christmas season and how we're prepping our homes and our families and traditions that we have or traditions we're trying to like cultivate within our homes. So anyways, I hope you guys relax and enjoy this podcast and share some of what you guys are doing for Christmas and what your holiday traditions are either below in the comment box or over on Instagram. So anyways, what are you guys doing for Christmas? Or to get prepared for Christmas. It's December. It's December 4th. And I just put my Christmas tree up yesterday. So um, I'm a little behind the eight ball. I know. I know. McKinley, my daughter, she's two and a half. And last week we were having lunch one day. And she's like, Mom, we put up Christmas tree. And I was like, yeah, we can maybe do that tonight. She was that's a pretty good idea. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> so, yes, we were behind the eight ball on the whole Christmas situation this year. And, uh, yeah, it's December 4th, and now our house looks like, I don't know, Santa threw up in it or something. So we're, we're, we're on the right track. I feel like a lot of people wait till the first week of December like first, second week of December to start decorating or they're like right after Thanksgiving and like we're a right after Thanksgiving family. I don't know why. It's just, it's always been that way where the day before Thanksgiving, we get the tree, we get a real tree, it falls. And then after dinner on Thanksgiving day, we decorate the Christmas tree. And then I kind of slowly start to decorate the rest of the house over the next couple of weeks. But I feel like that's not necessarily the normal. I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. do what you do, like wait till December to decorate. And if Nate had his way, we would wait till December to decorate, but marriage <laughs> is about compromise. My tree's <laughs> been up since the second week of Thanksgiving. What are you doing, Brenna? <laughs> so my tree's since been up the since second the second week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's been up since the second week of Thanksgiving, <laughs> which is new for me because I, I was like pretty Brenna, stringent. Brenna. What's the second week of Thanksgiving? Oh, the second week of November. Sorry. November is Thanksgiving to me. So that whole month is Thanksgiving. <laughs> and the whole month of of December is Christmas. So I'm, yeah, we're really it. into the holidays in my house. But yeah, since the second week of November, my tree's been up two weeks before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Both of those sentences work. Don't judge me. <laughs> but... um. I used to be a pre. I didn't even catch it for a while. Like I was going to continue on with it, but um, I used to be like pretty big. You should have, yeah. I should have let you kept on trotting along. Um, But we, I used to be pretty like strict with the first week after Thanksgiving, just like you're saying, Kylie. Like don't like give thanksgiving it's due that's november and then you can move into christmas and i'm kind of obnoxious like i listen to christmas music nonstop and all of that stuff and this time i decided to do it a little bit earlier and see how that felt and i actually really liked it i liked the house being really decorated for thanksgiving christmas themed but the, i mean it's one and the same really you know uh like thank you now give me stuff and um we but it mm-hmm. actually like gave me a little bit more like space mm-hmm to enjoy the first couple of weeks of December 
rather than have to like rush to fit everything in that 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 weekend because the house would go from like not decorated at all to santa threw up in it overnight you know and it's a lot of work it is a lot of work and if it's if you're like stressed out about putting it Mm -hmm. all up then it's not fun anyways and getting the house decorated is part of that like transitioning into the season for me of like getting in that headspace listening to christmas music getting that like festive feel and so i really like to try to make it be as relaxed and family focused as possible and we don't do a whole lot of decorating for christmas outside of the tree like we have a christmas tree which is like right in front of me and then we put lights on the outside of the house just like one classic string of white lights on the outside of the house and then i'll do like a couple stockings over on the mantle of the fireplace and i do have a garland that i usually put up on the mantle of the fireplace but this year we have a leg lamp yes. from the Christmas story movie. And so I have a leg lamp up there instead, which is quite cute. And so I'm deciding like, oh, do I even want to put the man- like the garland up on the mantle or do we just like the leg the lamp? Leg like lamp. that's kind of cute. <laughs> and that's really about all we do for, yeah. It's like c- classic Christmas yes. movies are everything. Fragile. So. Fragile, isn't that how they say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet this year, but seriously, such a classic. The other movie, holiday movie, we really like that's not Christmas and it's not family friendly <laughs> is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yep. It's so good. It's kind it's of so funny. Like, I feel like that's a Christmas movie, but it's kind yeah. of Die Hard. Like, I love Die Hard. And it's like a holiday experience. Yeah. Like, Die Hard's one of my favorite, and Die Hard is a Christmas mm. movie. Tell me, you know, fight me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people think Die Hard is definitely, like, for whatever reason. Other movie that's very, like, Christmas season to me that is but isn't is Little Women. Yes. For some reason, Little Women is very, like, Christmas movie for me. Like, I want to watch it this time of year. Yes. My favorite Christmas Christmas movies are – I love the Polar Express. I've always loved that movie. Um, Yeah. So that one – and then um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, classic. Have to watch it. That, like, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't... The, the jersey has <laughs> yes. on the back. If you, if you don't, like, quote that between November and December, like, 50 times, are you even, like, in the Christmas spirit? Like, that's kind of how our household looks. It's, like, in a normal conversation, <laughs> just quotes are dropping left and right. So it happens. Um, and then the uh, the other movie is The, the Christmas Story, um, you know classic ralphie and you'll shoot your eye out kid and you know gotta watch it so those are our top three christmas movies (laughs) at our house yeah those are good ones such such good ones i love home alone do you guys have like christmas traditions that you do oh go ahead sorry brenna that's okay i love home alone and then there's these stop animation movies that used to be really big in the 80s, and those are always my favorite. So there's uh, a Rudolph the Red-Nosed mm. Reindeer, a Little Drummer Boy, and then, um, yes. oh gosh, what's the other one called? Frost. Something Frost. Frost and Snowman, that one? Oh, I can't remember the Yeah, Jack Frost. No, there's Frost and no, the Snowman. the Jack Frost. Yeah. The Jack Frost one, yeah, which is kind of like that same stop animation. And those, I've always looked forward to watching those every single year. My kids aren't so into them because I think they're a little bit older, but I'm absolutely yeah. And it's a wonderful live too. I can say that one. I love that. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Those stop animation ones you're talking about. I think that they're banned on TV or something like that. I saw Heidi that we're friends with mm-hmm. post something on Instagram, 
and it they're not streaming live on like a lot of main streaming services and then we tried to download it um on our like smart tv or whatever and they wouldn't let us be like wouldn't let us surprise me (laughs) what oh that's kind of terrifying i know i've got them on dvd i I agree but But i've been i've started i should i should try to buy them because watch them with the kids i've started doing that i've started any movies because you can find them so inexpensive i will buy movies that i love on dvd because i feel like at some point or another they're going to find some issue with the movies that i loved growing up and then i'm not gonna be able to get them anymore so i buy whatever i can find on dvd and just keep it and you can buy a dvd player for 23 bucks now so it's no big deal that's really heartbreaking though now i want to go buy a whole bunch of copies of them Disperse them, give them as Christmas gifts. I will. I'll stream it live on idea. the internet and be like, here you Perfect. go. Perfect. <laughs> We're calling on Brenna. <laughs> Hello, Brenna here, interrupting the conversation for just a moment to tell you about our sponsor. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Primed for Planting, your business resource for turning homesteading dreams into thriving ventures. We all know that success begins with preparation, and Primed for Planting is on a mission to empower and support homesteaders on their journey towards building successful businesses of their own. From laying solid foundations with tools for idea validation and business planning to strategic resources for marketing, sales, and scaling, Prime for Planting has it all in one place. No matter if you're just starting out or are a seasoned business owner, Prime for Planting provides the information you need to be successful. It's not just about dreams. It's about turning them into reality with the right business tools. Head to primeforplanting.com and start your journey towards a profitable future from your homestead. Prime for Planting, sowing the seeds of success for your homestead dreams. Thank you so much. And now back to our regularly scheduled broadcast. Do you guys have like holiday traditions that you do with your families or kids or like each year with or like extended family or not really? I got traditions from basically after Thanksgiving on till after New Year's. So <laughs> we're really into the holidays in my household. My husband, not so much, but I grew up, my dad really loved the holidays. So it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas traditions for our family look a little bit different. Um, so my, I come from a, my parents are divorced. My dad's remarried. Um, And then my husband, you know, you know, his family. And then now like my sister-in-law is getting married to somebody who has, um, like a blended family. And so our Christmas looks super untraditional and we have Christmases everywhere. We're always running. And honestly, like I love Christmas, love, love, love Christmas. I love the spirit of Christmas, but Christmas also tends to be super stressful mm-hmm. for me and my family just because of all the running and all of the, like, um, expectations that I feel like people place on us. And it's hard, especially with having young kids, because I also want to see the spirit of Christmas in their eyes. Like, you know, just seeing McKinley light up with Christmas lights this year yeah. and have to drive around an extra 20 minutes in the car to look at lights at night because they're just so, like, she's so enamored by them, like... It's, it's something that Kyle and I have talked about quite a bit this year on how we want Christmas to look in the future because, you know, honestly, we only have 18 Christmases with our kids under our roof and I want to make the best out of those 18 Christmases as I can. And so that's something we've talked about quite a bit. It's a really hard conversation because we don't want to let anybody else down, 
But at the end of the day, like we're a married family unit and, you know, we have to do what's best for us. So it's, it's kind of almost painful this Christmas trying to figure out how we want to, you know, navigate those things. But I think it's important. And as, as soon as we can get those figured out now, it's just going to help us out in the future. So I know kind of a Debbie Downer with Christmas. Well, and your kids are getting, no, not at all. And it's just like, you're at an age with like your kids get, or your oldest, like getting to this age of like understanding what Christmas is and like being excited to open mm-hmm. presents on Christmas morning and starting to understand like the Christmas story or why we're celebrating or whatever. And so she's finally at, at that age where it is kind of important to decide how you guys want to do things. And Nate and I went through that with our girls. Cause like, you know, I live in Illinois. My family's in Minnesota. My sister had, her husband has a big family. My parents are divorced and there's all of these, you know, family dynamics to try to navigate every Christmas. And so when Nora was maybe three or four, right in that age, we decided we're not going to go to Minnesota for, we didn't decide, but it was just one of those things where it's like, we want to do something Mm -hmm. as our own family unit. It wasn't this decision of like, oh, we're not going to Minnesota anymore as much as it was. No, we really want to focus on developing our own family traditions and spending time together as a family and not having it be this like chaotic energy, but really have it be like slow and simple and fun. And there's plenty of ways to like fit family in, but it went from focusing on like all of these other families to like our little family unit. And of course at the time it was only the three of us, but still it's like, it was kind of a lot though to be like, Mm -hmm. no, you know, we're just going to, you know, stay home and we're going to enjoy our own little family and let Nora enjoy the day. And I don't know, I feel for you because it can be, it can be a challenge. It definitely is. And I feel like it's a more common conversation now, like Maybe it's just more, um, like, publicized, but, like, I see that a lot now on Instagram where moms are like, yep, you know, we're doing, we're changing things up for our family, you know, like, we don't do this or we don't do that, like, we adhere to our schedule, we stay with our nap times, we do this, we do that, like, and that's how I feel, it's like, it's so important, but then it's at the same time, it's like, it's pulling me, like, I feel bad because I'm letting other people down, but, like, I need to reel that back in, and what's important, like, is what we do as our family, right, so, anyways, it's just it's a big decision. And, you know, I know a lot of people, not just myself are facing it. And so I think it's, you know, it's hard to talk about, but it's also important to talk about. So people aren't feeling like they're alone in the season as well. For sure. A hundred percent. And also it's like, you get to develop what your own simple traditions look like. Cause like as a kid, we did things a certain way as I, you know, when I was a kid and I remember that, but that was unique to my little family, but that's because we stayed home as our own little family, you know, a lot on Christmas too. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just one of those like growing pains, like as your family grows and stuff like that. But yeah, I feel like the last couple of years, I feel like more and more people are trying to talk about it or like young families are talking about it or normalizing it or yeah, let's adhere to like what's best for the kids because then that's going to be more fun for everyone and, yes. you know, and then <laughs> and the parents and, you know, instead of just like, I don't know, I don't know. I get you on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it interesting because like, so growing up, my my grandfather on my mom's side, my, so my grandmother was passed and my grandfather on my mom's side wasn't really into Christmas. And so we always went to my grandmother's and my grandfather's on my dad's side. And I have nine cousins and all of my aunts and uncles and five, you know, five sets of aunts or four sets of aunts and uncles and then nine cousins. And we would all convalesce on my grandparents' house. And it was 
when I say I had a blessed Christmas growing up, I had a blessed Christmas. Like we, it was, it was her whole house was turned into like a wonderland for kids, you know, and we had such a good time. But there's family dynamics that I'm not going to go into here that made it sometimes a little bit uncomfortable and all of that stuff. But as a child, you never really noticed that. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's yeah. somebody who always drinks too much or somebody that starts to bring up, you know, uncomfortable conversations or, you know, like you just get into those kinds of things. But as a child, yeah. we were strained really. Yeah, exactly. We were really protected from those things. And so I grew up, I mean, my, my godfather would dress up at Santa Claus and walk into our rooms when we were really young and wake us up and pretend like we just got woken up by Santa Claus. And we were very gullible children, so we believed it. And um, I don't know, like I just my dad really loved Christmas and my mom really loved Christmas. So we we went to church and we did all of that stuff, too. But they really made it about us. And so I was really lucky. And then when my when I got married and moved away, my husband's in the military. So I had a hard time with those small Christmases when it was just sometimes it was just Alex and I because he would be in Afghanistan or Iraq or Kosovo or wherever it was that he was in. And so it would just be he and I and I would call my mom sometimes from overseas and be like, I don't I literally do not know what to do. You know, and at that point in time, we couldn't fly back and forth, you know, over the Atlantic, like as often as we would have liked. So it, um, it was humbling for me to get those little ones, those little Christmases. And I figured out how to make them fun. And I think that like, and that's what my mom used to say to me. She's like, you have to develop your own traditions. Yes, you had great traditions for your type of family, but you're not in that kind of family now. I mean, you're still, you know, you don't lose your family, Mm -hmm. but that's not who I was with at the time. And so we figured out how to, how to do with like friends or just by ourselves and I've come to like the quieter Christmases. Like we're still 2000 miles away from our families. We actually kind of prefer it that way. Our Christmases are very, very quiet. We still decorate. We still cook too much. We still throw all of like the, the big glitz and the glam that I had growing up, but there's none of those like uncomfortable relationships. <laughs> there's none of those people mm-hmm. that drink too much or kind of throw yeah. a wrench in the family experience. So it's kind of nice in that way. There's less chaos, you know, but I, I really, I had a really good time. I remember so many Christmases as a kid were like, stressful for you know any different reason whether it was like traveling or family in town or parents not getting along or you know whatever and the biggest thing for me with my kids now is like I want them to have like peace and joy and not feel any type of like angst around Mm -hmm. the holidays and uh that's been like one of the biggest things as a parent that I've been like wanting to it is and in the bible the whole story of Christmas, I mean, it was very chaotic. Like, I can't even imagine what Mary and Joseph actually went through. But the way it's portrayed in the Bible is still like a very peaceful, Mm -hmm. very joyful celebration. And it's very simple, you know, Um, very humbling, very simple. And so it's like, I kind of like have wanted to capture that as a mom. And uh, it's, I mean, or harder to do, easier said than done. But uh I don't know. Not focusing on the like all that uh, craziness like you're talking about yeah, with your family. Yeah, it's the consumerism. As I'm sitting here, like looking like red and green, threw up all over me. I I don't like the consumerism of it so much anymore as I did. Like as a child, obviously mm-hmm. as a child, you know, it's you're looking for presents or whatnot. But um, so I'm trying to remove more of that. 
um, from my traditions at home now. But I mean, like my grandparents used to cover their doors and trash bags. And then each one of my uncles would stand guard. And it was like a running of the bulls, you know, like we would all come in and they'd have to like fight the kids back <laughs> before we went into the, to the main room where all the presents were. So there's like parts of me that want my children, want to, my children to feel that kind of excitement. But then there's other parts of me that realize that it probably wasn't the healthiest thing in the world. Though I will say my cousins and I are extremely smart or I'm sorry. Yes, we're smart too, but we're extremely close <laughs> And well-rounded and nice people, you know what I mean? So even though we had those those things, it um, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's done anybody any kind of like massive damage, you know what I mean? So I try and balance the good, healthy, which is a little bit of the chaos <laughs> because when they're young, that's the only time they're going to be able to handle it. Once you hit your 40s, you're like ready for bed at nine o'clock, you know what I mean? Don't I, you feel like the phase of consumerism has really changed though the last yeah. like – I don't know, 15 years or something like that. It's just been, I know we talked a little bit about this when we talked about Black Friday and Black Friday sales after Thanksgiving and how those have changed a lot, like from the time that I was like younger, you know, junior high, high school versus now. And I feel like same with Christmases because there was like, there's always been that thing where it's like, oh, you know, sometimes kids would get like the crazy, amazing gifts. And sometimes we would have like more humble Christmases and that's wonderful, but Even now on social media, I feel like it's so many parents are posting their Christmas tree with like all of the presents underneath. And it's just like the face of consumerism has changed so, so much and like pushing for kids to get all of these iPads and Apple watches and cell phones and expensive electric scooters or TVs. Like it's just, it's just, we're forcing our kids to grow up in a way by like providing them with all of these gifts and spending so, so, so much money. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this very competitive edge between the parents where it's like, who's getting what and how many presents under the tree and stuff where it's like, I remember like having lavish Christmases some year, grandparents giving us a lot and between aunts and uncles and parents and, you know, grandparents and stuff having like really nice Christmases, but it didn't have that same like consumerism energy. And maybe it's just cause it's like you said, was blocked from my like innocent child, like eyes and heart or something like that. But also I feel like it really has changed a little no, bit. No, it really has. Yeah, I mean- and I see oh, go ahead. I think it's definitely has changed and I can see both sides of the story there because I see so many parents where they're like, you know, all out tons of stuff like in my mom's Facebook groups right now, like there's like pictures of all these gifts are like, did I get enough for my child? And they have like 50 different items. And I'm like, did you get enough? You have more than enough. You have enough presents to give them yeah. a present a day for three months. Like it's just crazy. Yeah. So there's that side of things. But then I also see the more humbling side where it's, you know, you're getting four gifts this year. You're getting something to wear, something to read, something you want, and something you need. Like, I see that so often, and I think it's such a great idea. And I also like the posts that come around from, like, you know, I see, like, a lot of social workers sharing it or teachers or whoever it is that are sharing on, on Facebook saying, you know it's great that you want to get your child like this big expensive gift because you can, and that's fantastic. But can we please not label it from Santa? Because then this child down the block that can't, the parents can't afford to get them this. 
that that child thinks that Santa thinks less of them and that other person or that other child is more important or deserves better or whatever it may be. And it's like, there's a whole realm and spectrum from Christmas where it's like great. Like some people have these fantastic Christmases. And then the next one where it's like, you know, you know, I might get one or two gifts if even any under the tree. And it's just like a very wide, hard to like look at spectrum. Um, but I think in our house, we're really going to be adopting the four gift rule where it's the something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. And that's what we have done. And, um, and I think it's just a good, a, a, a good way to stay, you know, down, down to home, like what you actually need and not anything over the top and crazy, because as we all know, the real reason of Christmas isn't the gifts, right? Like that's not the the reason that we're celebrating. And so I think that, you know, that's, that's what I see a lot of on social media. And uh, I appreciate seeing more of the Mm -hmm. four gifts than the giant trees with thousands of dollars underneath them. My sister has done the four gift thing as well for her, for her daughters. And they liked that as their main like gift model. Is that like a thing, a gift model, but because you can scale it up. Like if, if you want it to be more of like an extravagant year, like anything within those categories, like can be greatly fluctuated, Mm -hmm. but it's still sticking to those like main things. And then also kind of developing expectations for the kids too. Cause it's like, you know, Good and healthy, I guess. I don't know. We have not done that with the kids initially, but we've also tried, like, we've never wanted to get our kids just, like, a bunch of, that's the other thing. I just see, and it's, I don't know, this, not, this, I guess it kind of comes off as sounding judgmental when I say it this way, but it's, like, so many people just get their kids things to get them things, and we've always wanted to give gifts with the intention of, like, things that they'll really enjoy playing with or build on what they already have or um, things that they can wear or replenishing art supplies. Like every year at Christmas time, I kind of do a great art supply overhaul mm-hmm. because it's like you have to get rid of the broken crayons and the dried out markers and the mostly used up coloring books and stuff like that. So it's like function functions for our family and like areas of things that we use all the time, Play-Doh, replenishing the Play-Doh and stuff. Um, and gearing some of our gifts more that way versus just like, oh, willy-nilly like gifts upon gifts upon gifts mm-hmm. and stuff so we we have we have done santa gifts before but i think it's been like three two or three years since we've done any santa gifts and part of that is just because as nora our oldest daughter got older and we really wanted to make sure that she kind of understood know why we were celebrating christmas it felt unnatural to make santa kind of the the crux of our christmas celebrations and so like my kids still talk about santa and like oh the magic of santa but they think of santa claus is like a mermaid or a unicorn or like the tooth fairies where they know that fairies and mermaids and unicorns aren't real but they're very fun to imagine and like want to pretend about or you know make believe or whatever and uh, so we still do stuff like that but we haven't done santa gifts for a couple of years but i love seeing those like that kind of you know going around the internet where it's like make sure that your santa gift if you're doing santa gifts make sure it's like a reasonable gift to be considerate for all of these other kids, you know, mm-hmm. whose parents don't have the same means to be giving like hoverboards from Santa Claus. Right. Do you guys do stockings? Mm-hmm. 
So we do. With, so I do big Santa gifts. So I'll table that discussion for a second. But what is something that I've heard of other people doing is the stocking comes from Santa. So whatever's mm-hmm. in stocking. Yeah. Yep. I that's what we have talked about doing too. I do big Santa gifts. I don't know. Like I have been on the planet for a long time and I grew up and my parents didn't always give us what we wanted and they didn't give us like the most glitzy, fantastic thing. No, but I mean, I know, but I'm saying like, I never looked at somebody else and said, Oh, Santa doesn't love me. They gave, they gave my friend a pony and they didn't give me a pony and asking for pony for six mm -hmm. years. You know what I mean? Like, I feel feel like, and I, you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like we put a lot of pressure on stuff now because of social media where like kids Mm -hmm. don't necessarily think that way. They don't feel that way. They don't consider that kind of stuff. I feel like we're putting adult tit for tat or keeping up with the Joneses on children when children are very happy with a box of tissues. You know what I mean? And if another kid got something more, they're not necessarily going to look at it the same way. So, I mean, I get it and I understand it, and I think it's an interesting mm-hmm. sentiment and it's definitely being more aware, but I just don't remember like being mad that my friend, my friend always got better gifts. She got diamonds and stuff and I never, I never got anything like that before. You know, my mom, my dad made stilts for us. That's the kind of stuff we got. Um, mm-hmm. and we were just as happy with our stilts as, sure. as she was with her, you know, little diamond solitaire thing that she got, you know, can't walk on that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I find it interesting. You know what I mean? Because I feel like we, we've almost become like overconscious as opposed to just. Oh yeah. And I totally agree with that. The overconscious part of it. Like, and I feel yeah. like a lot of that does revolve around social media and Snapchat and that type of thing. Like, you know, we know how much bullying mm-hmm. has changed over the years. Like, you know, it used to just be in school, but now you can't even get past it. Right. It's, it follows you home because it's on the internet. And so I feel like, you know, in a, in a way, yeah. like, people are comparing all the time, like, kids on Snapchat and, you know, and people are screenshotting stuff and, like, sending it out to other groups of friends, like, hey, did you see what this person did or, you know, and so, like, I feel like social media does play a huge role into that comparing mindset yeah. and that, like, you know, and, and that's hard because, like, you can't control that, like, you can't control what somebody else says or how they, how they you know, act on what you say and so I feel like that comparing is so much worse now than it ever has been no but I understand that and it's a learned behavior too Mm -hmm. for sure it's learned yeah yeah I don't I don't know I I'm really glad that internet was not around when I was that age because we just did not I don't we just didn't think that way or and I still don't really think that way Mm -hmm. you know um, but it's interesting, mm-hmm. you know, my kids, I think more than like, I feel more strongly about my children not being on the internet than I do about Santa Claus. You know what I'm saying? Like my mm-hmm. son, n- neither one of my sons have social media. Yeah. I think Alex does, but he's never on it. I would rather my children grow up without mm-hmm. social media than I would. <laughs> you know what I mean? I right. Like I mean, like if you think about like their innocence, right? Like what's going to be more corrupting believing in Santa Claus or being on social media? Like what's going to corrupt you faster, right? Like in the grand scheme of things, social media is going to do way more harm than believing in Santa Claus ever does, you know? Yeah. In the my thing opinion. Yeah. Don't like about Santa is that people don't teach him 
with Jesus. You know what I mean? Like for me, church was an integral part of this. Without church, you had no Christmas. Like there was those two things mm-hmm. go together. You yeah. know, St. Nicholas my and my birthday's on his Saint Day, like was just, he was a personification of somebody who did really good for really for kids like that's you know the the saint story and stuff and so um but what i don't like about it though is when people don't teach and they don't go to church but yet they've like kind of like glorified santa you know whereas really what it is for is jesus and yeah. so it's kind of like can you do both i feel like you can maybe other people disagree but mm-hmm. um doing one without the others is wrong you know for sure yeah that's like a huge battle in our culture and i think that you know is one of the biggest footholds against christianity is this over glorification and over commercialization of santa claus Mm -hmm. and christmas and it's something that like nate and i talk about from time to time where it's like is what we're doing like do we feel good about what we're doing do we feel like there's balance with the way we're talking about christmas and especially now that my kids are older so nora's going to be nine later this month and eliza's going to be five and a half so they're plenty old enough to know and learn and understand what the real reason behind this whole season is And even little things like, why is there a star on top of the tree? It's like, oh, because the wise men followed the star to to Jesus. And why are we giving gifts? Because, you know, Jesus is the gift to us, you know, the world. But then also the wise men presented gifts Mm -hmm. of frankincense, gold, and myrrh when they saw baby Jesus. And, you know, similarly, some people put an angel on top of their tree instead of the star, you know, same kind of concept. But really embracing like what is this all truly about and I want them to be able to kind of regurgitate that information back to me and they'll gain a richer understanding of what that means as they get older but I feel like if it's this rote knowledge this rote memory then that's important and you know of course doing like the candlelight service on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve and things like that are always very like warm and wholesome and kind of traditional for us in our home that help to reflect and bring balance to what the season really is about yeah I I one of my favorite favorite Christmas memories growing up is always going to the candlelit service on Christmas Eve and like mm-hmm. they dim all the lights, all the lights are out, everybody's passing around the candle. You know, you hold your straight, you tip this one, like you know the whole spiel that the pastor gives you at church, and it's just it's so nice to be there. And then you know the whole congregation sings uh, Silent Night or whatever your church typically sings. Like yeah. it's just one of the most wholesome moments that you, I feel during Christmas. And that just brings everything back yeah. home. Like it is just, it's one of those feel good, warm fuzzies that you just, you need every year. I completely agree. We used to go to Sacred Heart Midnight Mass on Christmas and Sacred Heart's an old church in, in downtown Tampa. And so we'd get really dressed up and my dad wouldn't go. And so it would just typically be me and my, my mom, cause my brothers would be either too young or they'd be hunting the next day or whatever. And so we would, um, Mm-hmm. we would, it would just be she and I, and, you know, typically, you know, you get your brand new like patent leather shoes and your velvet dress and you're like, you know, yeah. and then you have the choir and stuff like that. I just sit there and cry. I'm still like that to this day. I walk in the second mm-hmm. I walk in on Christmas Eve, I'm like bawling. I don't, it's just, no, I think about it and I start to tear up. It's just one of the best. Yeah. It's just one of the best things. And I, you know, in all of that, even with like the chaos and the, you know, like the fun of like the family stuff, we still got to sit and spend the rest of the evening and usher in Christmas day in church. And it's just, mm-hmm. uh, I love it. 
Mm-hmm. That's a cool idea, like ushering in Christmas Day with a midnight mass. I kind of, that's very, I like that a lot. That's really neat. Yeah. I don't yeah, do, I don't do them so much anymore. never have done that. It's hard. It's hard with the little ones. You know what I mean? You're up really, really mm-hmm. late and it's, um, yeah, it's different. And I feel like it's more of a, like a Catholic thing. Like, uh, you I know, so. I don't know if I've, any Lutheran church I've ever been around has ever done a midnight service. It's normally like latest is like nine o'clock or something. Um, So that's, that's really cool. Is hunting on Christmas day a thing? My family. (laughs) Really? If you could get the men to stay home long enough (laughs) to get Christmas day gone, then yeah, a lot of times the guys were gone. So like mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning and then open presents and then go hunting or you get up like really early and then go hunting and then open presents when they get back. Correct. Yes. The latter of the two. <laughs> Interesting. The things yeah, I never like, knew. So thanks, <laughs> Thanksgiving this year, I was sitting in a tree stand 15 feet above the ground and, uh, you know, watching for deer um on thanksgiving morning and it was just it was amazing i loved it so much (laughs) (laughs) that's so awesome (laughs) yeah we do i mean i'm lucky and fortunate that i didn't have to host i didn't have to have a turkey going or any of the stuff done um so that was helpful but yes i was hunting on thanksgiving i will not be hunting on christmas but um i definitely could be Mm-hmm. We get up, uh, I get up really early on Christmas morning and then make a breakfast, typically like mm-hmm. homemade cinnamon rolls and eggs and bacon and coffee and hot chocolate and all the things. And then um, when the kids get up, we make them wait until the sun comes up to open presents, which for Eliza is a big deal because she wakes up so <laughs> early, but I'll wake up early, make breakfast. And then um, while like the cinnamon rolls are in the oven or whatever, then the girls will, will be opening presents and will like, you know, enjoy opening presents and stuff like that. And then typically by that time, the cinnamon rolls are like done and cooled off and we're ready to actually eat and have breakfast. And then after breakfast, we like clean up the mess and then like dive into assembling the things or opening all of, you know, and just kind of spend the rest of the day doing like that kind of stuff. So I get up early, but not to hunt (laughs) (laughs) so another like tradition that we don't do but i've seen a lot of people do and it's something i actually want to start this year is making a birthday cake for jesus and i see these online and i just love it and i'm like you know i see people do it and then they say happy birthday and you know all the things and it's like i think that that would be just a fun family tradition that we could do every single year um and I see people do it online, and I'm like, this is this is great. I would have never thought of it, and I love it. That's adorable. Especially while the kids are young, because it's such a good way to, like, help the child, like, or the little kiddos visualize, like, what the day is yes. about. Because that's such a tangible, relatable way to celebrate something. So making a birthday cake for Jesus is, like, such a good idea. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so I think we might try that this year. That'd be fun. That'd be that super be fun. That'd be really cool. So one of our family traditions is Bloody Marys. <laughs> oh, yeah. That comes from my... I'm coming over to your house. I love Bloody Marys. <laughs> you do a whole Bloody Mary That's a good, bar. spicy Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, so we, and I do brunch. I don't do breakfast. So we get a ham, and we do a Dutch baby, and we do, you know, like various things that you can kind of pick at, um, and Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. And then it's all 
just mayhem from there. And that's basically it. I mean, the Christmas day is very relaxed. Christmas Eve tends to be like the bigger deal for us. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a more, a more calm day, but I mm-hmm. typically try and prep like maybe a breakfast casserole or it depends on what, how I'm feeling, but I'll try and prep the stuff the night before because I don't go to sleep. I'm kind of, I'm annoying. Like I, I stay up. So I'll be up. <laughs> I'll be up till two, getting everything ready, two, three o'clock in the morning. And then Rob will make me lay down for like a couple hours. And then I'll be back up at five with coffee and ready to go. (laughs) When I was a kid, we would, Christmas Eve was kind of the more celebratory day and would um, Mm -hmm. make hors d'oeuvres for dinner. So it would be an hors d'oeuvre for dinner night. So it was like all of our favorite favorite things and then we would watch christmas movies and then we would exchange like one christmas present and sometimes we would do like all of christmas where it'd be like we would do our family presents on christmas eve and then we would stay save stockings for christmas morning and then my grandma would send gifts she lived in south carolina and she would send gifts as we would open like grandma's presents christmas morning and our stockings christmas morning and then sometimes we would do like a christmas day meal but a lot of times we would just make all of these delicious hors d'oeuvres for christmas eve and eat those and then just enjoy eating leftovers for so much of the day the next day mm-hmm. and then play with our things. And that's but our family currently, like with the Nate and I and the girls, we don't really do much on Christmas Eve. It's just kind of, I don't know. The girls have Christmas jammies that they put on. I think last year they slept here in the living room, like by the tree, but we don't do like a special dinner or anything, or we don't let them open any like gift on the, that night, like Christmas Eve night. Yeah. <laughs> We do. So Christmas Eve used to be really big for us. And that's when we go over to my grandmother's house and it would be a huge, a huge party. And it was just big, big food, you know, depends on they'd cook a turkey or a ham or venison, or it depended on mm-hmm. what they felt like doing. I don't remember there being like a specific fair. Um, and then Christmas yeah. day would be more quiet in at our house. And then we'd get up and go back to my grandparents' house at like nine eight nine o'clock in the morning and then we do christmas mm-hmm. there again and then we come back so it was it was really just between our house and in my grandfather grandmother's house now with us we don't really do a whole lot for christmas day we or christmas eve we just um yeah, i mean it's like a little little a little small dinner it's, you know something up, i'm mm-hmm. probably gonna do italian this year and then it's church and then it's it's bed you know we might do hot cocoa and watch a couple movies or something it depends but i kind of like it being a little bit quieter yes yes same i i enjoy a calm and peaceful holiday season yeah i can't believe that it's already christmas that we're already here it's already christmas it's the 20 the end of 2023 it's literally blowing my mind i know same the year flew it really did fast and honestly part of the reason why it went so fast is because of this like Mm -hmm. the homestead yes honestly it's wild how working and doing this and recording and spending time together and uploading videos and planning things out over the last six months has somehow accelerated the year but it really has (laughs) it really really has for sure it's it's amazing like the second half of the year flew so much faster than the first half i mean the whole year flew by but 
I don't know if it's because we've cut yeah. our weeks down into Mondays and Wednesdays. <laughs> you know, prepping Maybe. for, <laughs> dropping, recording, prepping yeah. for. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know if that's yes. what it is, but it's um the way we've broken it up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely love it though. This has been. This has probably been one of the more fun years. I think you know just. It's been a 2023 has been a very rich year for me. And yes, this has been a huge part of it. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, we hope that you have a very wonderful Christmas season, very wonderful end of the year. I know we have still have a couple episodes coming out on Mondays and Wednesdays through the, through the remainder of the year. And of course we're looking forward to that, but we just thought it'd be fun to talk about our holiday a little, a little bit and share with you guys what we're, what we were doing. And I don't know, just, bring some of the Christmas spirit over here to the podcast. So we hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of December and a great Christmas. Bye.